Hello and welcome back to the Sounder Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Today is Friday, March 19th, 2021. We are a little over halfway through our March tournament in the True Hong Hunters and Army Hong Hunters tournament. We have uh, a leader for this month. Uh, since the last time I've talked to you, leaderboard has changed. First place sitting right now in the True Hog Hunters Tournament and Army Hog Hunters Tournament is Punisher Hunting with a total of 51 hogs this month. Sitting in second for both True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters Tournament is uh, JB Ranches with 31. Uh, those guys can put up some numbers, though, so 20 hogs with uh, another week and a half left in the tournament is uh, really not enough. Or Yeah, that's not enough pigs to really feel comfortable yet uh, if you're Punisher Hunting, so... We all know that these guys are trapping. It's uh, anybody's game still. Third place is going to be Squeal Team 6 in the True Hog Hunters Tournament. Squeal Team 6 is not entered in the Army Hog Hunters Tournament, so third place is different. You have uh, Squeal Team 6 is 19 total for the month. That puts them uh, behind second with uh, by 12 hogs. And then in the Army Hog Hunters Tournament, third place uh, good friends, BCBH, Travis Vickery, have had him on the show multiple times, is sitting at 10. Now, Travis used to be our uh, leader for the year to date. He used to, uh, he had the most hogs killed since we started the tournament. Uh, he is currently at 50 total for this year. I think that's uh, closer to 70 or something for the, uh, since he's actually joined in last year. I don't have that number in front of me. But uh, as of last week, Punisher Hunting has taken the lead with a total of 51 hogs for the year. So that's going to put him in the running for the uh, AR-10 chambered in 308 for the end of the year prize. Speaking of Punisher Hunting, I have Clayton Reynolds, the man behind Punisher Hunting LLC, on the phone with me today. He's going to be joining us for our show. Clayton, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing all right, making it. You got uh, we were talking earlier. You said you got a, a hog hunt coming up tonight, man. What's your expectations? Yeah, it's going to be tomorrow night, but we're um, we're we're expecting. I mean, it just it, they're all different, and we're just expecting to. Uh, I don't know, uh, ten, twelve. You know, that's kind of an average this time of the year, fourteen. And it's all about how uh, how customers shoot and. Uh, how everything performs as well as how the hogs, you know, um, I guess you could say it escape. They, uh, this last hunt we had, they, they didn't escape as efficiently as they usually do. They usually beeline straight through a brush line and, and that's it. And this last uh, hunt, they kind of ran around for us for, for a little too long. Yeah. The, uh, I think it was well going on about a year and a half ago. I think it was the first time, uh, me and, and Dell, along with the couple guys from Alpha Loading out of Montana, came down and hunted with you. And we had a hard time. Uh, it was just one of those nights where the, all the pigs were kind of hugging tree lines, fence lines. Uh, so, like, as soon as we would get on them, you know, we'd shoot, shoot, shoot. And of course, we we weren't really on that night anyways. We kind of – we were having kind of a bad night shooting. So, we didn't get as many. But the, the two boars that we did get that night were – I mean, they were pushing 300 pounds. They were – really nice hogs so that was a it was still a really fun night i enjoyed it thoroughly it was uh something i've been wanting to do again for a while and actually got the opportunity to go with you again on this last friday and had 
had a blast, man. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on that. That was a hell of a time hunting with the guys from Illinois. But uh, tell me about how Punisher hunting came to be. Give me, like, was this just something that you were doing for fun and just was it uh, kind of grew into what it is now? Was it something that you always dreamed of having and, you know, saved up and made happen? Tell me, like, like the, the beginning story of Punisher hunting. Yeah, so a lot of people probably listening to this podcast have, have probably been with me or have you know, at least, uh, seen kind of what we do, uh, have done from the beginning, um, a lot of locals. Um, well, how it kind of started was, I mean, uh, us, us, uh, locals, we've been kind of hunting, uh, you know, we, we've been, we've been dealing with feral hogs our whole lives. Um, from when I was a little kid bouncing around on a tractor trying to bail some hay and, and then, you know, and, and so we, we grew up naturally hunting, but never, it was never anything like this and there was never any kind of gear like this. And, I remember, I can't remember how old I was, but I was in my, my late teens and, uh, we would take dad's, uh, John Deere, two seater John Deere Gator out. And, um, I had a, a cheapy $20 Q beam spotlight from Walmart and I had a, a, what do you call it? A bungee strap and I had that light hanging and me and one other person would go out and we'd find these pigs and spotlight them and run them down the gator. And we had dad's old Mossberg 512 gauge. Uh, with birdshot in it and we'd shoot the pigs and I had a, on a Rottweiler, he would jump out and get a hold of them. And that, I mean, it, it was literally as simple as that. We were just out having fun and, um, dog would get a hold of them and stab them. And we killed hundreds like that. And that dog just, he just ate it up and I was started taking friends and, um, didn't even have my own weapon at the time. It was just using dad's old shotgun and, um, so, so that kind of advanced a little bit. Then I ended up building an excessively heavy uh, dog box for the back of that gator so I could take more dogs. Well, the dog box had a seat built on it so people could ride up on top of it. So when you're, this is a, the gator's meant to haul two people around at 18 miles an hour. And now you've got four adults and a 400 pound dog box and you know, a bunch of dogs in it. And so we were blowing tires every night. Not to mention we were, we were, uh, we had that spray rig. He used that gator to spray. And so we would, we would undo it every time and take it out and throw it out and then throw the dog box back in. And the next day he would get there and pull it. And it was just, uh, it was a mess, but that's all we knew. And, uh, we had a blast doing it. And, um, so then I finally decided that I needed to build a rig, um, I didn't plan on ever guiding or anything. I just wanted to build something a little more efficient. So I bought a, a Jeep Cherokee and XJ with the straight six in it. And, uh, this guy's daily driver from San Antonio. I remember I paid $2,000 for it. It was actually pretty nice for $2,000. It had leather seats and stuff in it. And, um, got it to Rungi about nine o'clock that night and ended up, um, busting the windshield out, cutting the doors off with a torch and cutting the whole back of it off and chopped it all up and I had, I, I, I can't put a pencil to it, but I had thousands of hours of labor into that thing. I worked every night for months, just kind of fiddling around on it. I was in no hurry and uh, built that thing from the bottom up. And uh, you know, it just, it, it ended up being a pretty cool rig. And um, then more people can go and we started having a lot more fun and, and, people were shooting. We would able, we were able to shoot from up top at this point because the dog box was designed the same way. I had seats on the box and the box was located in the rear of the Jeep and it was bolted down. 
And so you were shooting over the cab of the, of the Jeep at pigs. And that's kind of where it all started. And it, it started with mainly dogs and then kind of a little bit of shooting like that. And, um, kind of, uh, the Jeep, when I built it, I, I, I built it, I, I kind of overdo things and I ate everything. I, I put an exoskeleton roll cage on it and everything like that. And of course I don't have, uh, tubing benders and chrome molly. I don't have all that. So I just used some inch and a half pipe and uh, some light wall, but it was inch and a half pipe and built this whole XO for it. And it just was so heavy and obnoxious. And we drove that thing a few years and we were wearing out bushings and stuff like that. Of course, we didn't drive it very modestly. We would, we would hammer that thing down. It, it was, uh, it was, it was a little rough. Yeah. Cause and, even, uh, even in, in most farm fields, you know, uh, you, you, we were running the other night through that plowed field, and and even with the suspension you have on that Jeep, and as much of it as it was a smooth ride, you're you're really that vehicle's doing all the work. Uh, yes, sir. And and you and you never went in the old one. I had a rough country seven inch lift on that old Jeep. It oh. was the cheapest thing I could put on it that was going to work because I never planned on doing it commercially, and um, but it was a cool rig. Um, so cool that I was, uh, I drove it for a few years and ended up getting a pretty hefty amount of cash for it. And, and so that's, well, I was already guiding at the time, mind you. So, um, at, like after I had owned that rig of a while, I started, you know, I it got, um, it got a little expensive. I was paying for all the ammo all the time. By then I had already had my AR and, and had, a uh, kind of like a starter cheapy thermal, uh, that I was scanning with and stuff. And it was getting really expensive and paying for everybody all the time to, to shoot my ammo and use my gear. And so I said, man, if I can, you know, take a couple customers out a few times a month, maybe we could pay for this hobby and have a good time at the same time. And that's kind of just where it started. And, um, in, like I said, in, in, uh, I can't remember the year I bought this old Jeep. It was roughly 15, 16. Um, I sold that other one for a pretty good amount and I went and bought a, a 2008, uh, Jeep Wrangler JK, uh, JKU four door and did the kind of the same thing, except I didn't have to chop this one near as much. You know, they, these Jeeps come with so many, uh, so many modification, but so much modification potential. Um, I still spent a, probably a few hundred hours welding and building. I built a, the custom roof rack that y'all were riding around on the other night and dog boxes and stuff like that. And, uh, that's the same year I got licensed in 2016. And, um, you know, and it just kind of turned into what it is now. Now I don't get to hunt for fun as much. <laughs> it's just one of those things where, well, am I going to go out and shoot a bunch of pigs one night uh, for fun and then, you know, guide three days later and not see as much, you know? And so it's just one of those things that that's what it's turned into. A hobby turned into a job. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did. And, 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 and a lot more expensive than it nowadays, but, um, uh, got a lot more cool gear and everything. I just upgraded every year. I try to, I try to upgrade everything and, and, uh, or at least every few years upgrade the gear and keep everything as advanced as possible. And that's why I get, you know, people from literally, I get more people from out of state fly in just to hunt with me than I get locals um, because they don't get to do these in these, they don't, they don't have pigs in these northern states and, uh, they don't, you know, they don't, they, they've never seen night vision. They've never seen thermal. They've never shot suppressors. I mean, what were the guys from Illinois saying the other day? Like, I wish we could have suppressors. You know, we had yeah. a Marine vet with us, and he's like, well, we can't even have those. Like, what the heck? I've got, like, seven of them. They <laughs> you were, know, it's, it's crazy. They were uh, laughing when we pulled up to that gas station. 
Uh, you know, we pulled up in your Jeep. We'd already gone out and killed a bunch of hogs. There's blood all over the Jeep. Uh, guns up top. Get out. I walk in the store real quick. I come back, and the guy up top is talking to me, and he goes, man, uh, he goes, we, we could never do this where we're from. He goes, they had to call the SWAT team already. He goes, this is, yeah. he goes, this is just different, man. And they had been – you know, talking, you know, they've been hog hunting before, you know, going up to, uh, I think, the Missouri. Missouri, I think, right, yeah. Uh, so I asked them about, you know, what their expectations were. It's like, you know, you 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 looked up, they found you online, they decide this is the hunt they're going to go on, and they've seen videos and they've seen pictures. Like, you know, what are your expectations and what do you think, like, like as far as the problem of wild hogs that we have here in the south? And he goes, well, I mean, I know it's bad, but, I mean, is it really that bad? And by the end of the night, they were they were blown away, man. They couldn't believe that, you know, the amount of hogs that we had seen, you know, not just the amount of hogs that we were able to get on and eradicate, but the amount of hogs that, that we saw that actually got away. I mean, they were moving that night, but holy cow, man. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I could put a number on it, but I, I would say we probably saw close to, you know, 150. What, what would you say? Yeah, it, it's hard to tell because they were in the one field, especially, well, both of them. I mean, so so that 41 pigs we killed the internet, that's what we picked up in county. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, we we kind of, it, it's hard to say when these pigs are scattered around, you know, 50 acres. We're trying to collect them and we have thermals on screens in the Jeep and, you know, pan tilt thermals and handheld thermals and, line of sight, which, you, you know, what kind of we remember, of course, we're driving in the dark, so nobody can remember anything except me, but um, we probably missed a handful as well. And then there was a couple, well, I'm sure, that were, you know, shot up that just nipped around to the brush and, and, and died. But, yeah, we, it was outrageous. It was two fields that we killed that in, just two. We hunted two fields, and we picked the bodies the rest of the night. But um, there was, yeah, I, I'd say 100. I mean, it was just, it's hard to tell. There was probably... 40 or so in the first group and 60 or so in the second. I mean, I don't know. It was just a wave of, it was just a wave of pigs and you can't, you kind of lose count. And then that second field, there was a bunch of like 40, 50 pounders, you know? And so they, there was a lot of them. I mean, it was unreal when we hit the lights after we, I don't remember when we hit the lights on that second group. Um, it was a, it was a freshly dissed, uh, cornfield. And dust. It was dust. You couldn't even see anything. It was straight dust. And it was a pretty good wind that night, which, which really helped us too. Cause usually they'll hear you at, you know, at, it, it's crazy because everybody's like, well, tell me what you think of these pigs. And I'm like, well, but some of, sometimes they'll, they'll smell you from, you know, they'll hear or smell you from half a mile away and they're gone. You know, these, these boars are out by themselves, but they've got the wind just right. Of course we try to get the wind right, but it doesn't always happen that way. But, um, it, it was, it was, uh, you know, this group, the, the other night, the wind was blowing. I don't know how fast it was blowing, but it was it was pretty good wind, and we were able to get perfect wind on them, and we were, you know, 60 yards from them in the Jeep driving before they, before they kind of were the wiser, and um, that was in the same case in both fields. And so in that one field that was plowed, it was just blowing straight across us. And so finally when we got, I guess, when we got the, the good wind, uh, the, it was blowing the dust away from us, and that's when you saw, you know, a whole wave of pigs. and And – if and started shooting at something, it was just a big wall of pigs, and you were just shooting at them. It that, was that was, it was uh, crazy. That, that first field we got on them, uh, I was sitting passenger seat next to you. Uh, the guys from Illinois were on top of the jeep, and uh, 
So I'm watching, you got that screen hooked up to that thermal camera, uh, like in the uh, center of the dash. And I'm watching that, and I, there were so many, I like, when we came over that hill, and you, you were telling me, you know, where to look, I, at first I thought they were cattle. Like, there's no way that that's all pigs, man. And oh, yeah, and so, and so I got a good, pretty good idea on my properties and stuff. Every now and then, you know, some of these ranchers are moving some cattle around or, or, or something like that, but. This field, I was positive there was no cattle on there, not even any fences in the, on it. Um, but our, you remember when we were on the highway, I kind of, kind of, we were scanning across there, and it was every bit of a mile across there. And I saw, I saw that whole bunch of them out there, but it was a long way away. You couldn't, you know, that thermal was pretty good, but um, of course we didn't sit there and really spectate. We just kind of, oh, there's something. Let's go around there and look. And then that's when I said, well, they should be right over there. Look that way. And that's when you looked up that way and said. There's no way. He's like, where are they? And I'm like, there's them right there. He thought it was a bunch of cows. But yeah, it, it was. Uh, and, not to be and, and like you said, uh, it just, everything worked out perfect that night. The wind was in our favor. So, I mean, everybody that's listening, you know, picture this. You know, we're not just driving around with the lights on. Everything is turned off. We're driving around the dark. Clayton's got goggles on. So he's seeing everything as he's driving. And. We got the front windshield laid down, guys on top, guns ready to go on safety. So we're communicating. Clayton's got radio. He's talking to the guys up top, telling them what's going on. We got pigs at uh, our 12 o'clock, so we're going to try to do our best to get up on them, shoot as many of us as we can before they usually run down to the river bottom. Um, and like I said, in the previous hunt, that was our problem is, is we would get on them and then we get a couple shots off, they hit a fence or they get down in the brush and that was it. This particular hunt, I guess, um, with, uh, with the surprise that, you know, we, we, we had the element of surprise. It's like, they got confused. So I, I don't know which like direction you were really driving. I was more focused on the pigs, but I kind of picture in a way we were almost doing like a figure eight or something mm-hmm. kind of, we were doing circles kind of in this field. We would get on them. And, um, so Clayton is getting on the gas. He accelerates. The lights are still off. Lights are still off. He waits till you're right up on him and you can start shooting. Then he hits the lights. So when the lights come on, there's pigs in front of the Jeep. You start shooting. You shoot as many as you can. Whatever slows down, Clayton runs him over. And then lights turn back off and he does a U-turn and comes right back at it. Well, these pigs, like I said, they got confused. So we made... We made several passes through the same field, hitting hog after hog after hog. And then towards the end, the ones that were wounded and slowed down, we were just finishing them off. But we ended up getting 18 out of that first field. And I was like, man, that's highlight of the trip. It can't get any better than that. And then and the first hour. Yeah, that's the first hour. <laughs> I was like, you know? man, how am I going to do the rest of this night? <laughs> you know, and, and what I was even more surprising how we fit every single one of them on the Jeep. (laughs) We had 18 18 hogs piled up on this Jeep with, with four grown men and and had to go and dispose of them. But I I thought for sure the headlights, they were blocking the headlights. We had to, had to drive with the the overhead, the the light bar and I got on, had to get on the highway, you know, kind of like everybody was looking at me all funny, but couldn't see with the headlights. It was blocking the headlights. But I, I thought for sure, you know, okay, maybe we'll hit a couple more fields get you know two or three more it'll be a heck of a night but we ended up going to that other field like you said it was freshly disc and 
I, I at this point had switched seats with one of the guys, so I'm I'm on top. The other guys uh, in the passenger, and we uh, it's two fields. Uh, you're coming down this county road, and you you take off. We we take a left into this field, and uh, you had told us there were some pigs out there. On the radio, you said it very like nonchalantly, like there's a few there's a few hogs out here. That's guy pretty much. I quote you. Uh, there's some hogs out here to like your nine o'clock, ten o'clock. We're gonna see if we can get on them. So I'm thinking, nah, eh, small sounder. We'll we'll get a few of them. Be on our way. And that's when you took the left, turn into the field, you gun it, hit the lights, and there's just this dust cloud, like something off of like an old western cattle drive. I mean, you can't even see. And then when the dust does kind of clear out, you just there's so many pigs, you didn't even have to aim. We just started un- unloading mags, and same thing. We we ended up um, making a U-turn after we shot those. Came back and they started crossing that that uh, road, and we caught them in the. And we crossed the road, went to the other field, and shot. What did we get a total on that field? Twenty three. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, twenty three total. And after they had crossed, they uh, there was like what four or five out there trying to clean up, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, you know, and I've got I've got access on that field too. Just so just lucky, you know. Otherwise, we would have just let them go. But um, yeah, it was it was outrageous. It, and and, it, and I think that has to do a lot of with um, you know the age of those pigs too. You know, if you're if these are all pretty mature pigs that you're chasing, pretty old pigs that have you know they're just wiser. They um, they tend to to make a beeline for the rush, and that's it. And and they don't stop. Whereas these pigs that are 40, 50 pounds that are still kind of in 40 pounds looking for mama, maybe um, following their, 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 I guess their siblings around or whatever. They just didn't, uh, they just didn't, you know, they just didn't make that exit. They just kind of uh, lollygagged around. They run for a while and they'd stop and kind of try to figure out what was going on. And then, and that's what happened to them. And, and, you know, going back to that first field and the figure eight thing you're talking about, I told y'all when we got there, I said, there's a hundred yards between them and that brush. There's just a hundred yards. And by the time we jump them and hit the light, they're already running. So it's, it's a lot less than that. I said, just do what y'all can. And normally I like to get between the brush and the pigs and push them away, but they always circle back around to that brush. Well, with the wind, the way that was blowing, I wanted it in our face. Um, we had to kind of hit them at a caddy corner between the brush. So I was kind of pushing them towards the brush in a way, but they ended up wanting to go, uh, you know, I guess that's not where they came out. They always know where they, where they've come out. And so they, they had actually had about a half a mile run to, to the hole where they had come out. And, uh, they all, once we circled around and got them circled, they all went for that same spot, you know, and they were moving there. just like cattle, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, you kind of herd them up to a, to an extent and they're going to follow one another. Um, so you start shooting at them and stuff and they start doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Tell, uh, Tell me and tell the listeners a little bit about the work that you did underneath the Jeep because several of these pigs, including we did get that, that one boar. He wasn't a uh, um, really big boar, but he was pushing mature, pretty good-sized pig. I'd, I'd say, what, 150? Um, yeah. But uh, we caught him in that first field, and, and you know we're running 300, two, we're three, two, 300 blackouts and, and, uh, and a 12-gauge with buckshot, and, he, and he's got – quite a few rounds in him um we'd hit him in the back leg to, to the point where he was really slowed up and i mean i th- you 
hit you had to hit him with your Jeep going about forty. In my yeah, I, we were going fast. I we mean, were going maybe faster than that. We were going for we were forty or fifty. Yeah, so it's a Rubicon, so it's got skid plates all up under the bottom naturally. But um, I built a bar that kind of goes under the trans pan that kind of keeps just the any excessive damage from happening to the trans pan. Um, I put a bar up under the bumper or the front bumper that um, it's forty five um, back and down about uh, I don't know, four inches or so, just enough to get. Um, a body under the steering components. Um, so it's not tearing up everything under there. Um, I've knocked the carbon canister off before, which I called under there. I'm like, why do we even have these things? You know, <laughs> and it was a big pig that we ran over that night. Like the whole Jeep bumped. And then, uh, we started smelling gas and I found this carbon canister out in the dang, uh, it's an emissions canister. And so I replaced it. I put a, uh, I can't remember this company, but they do custom plates and stuff for these Jeeps. And so I put a protective plate, protecting that now uh what else is there under there i think that's about it but it's got a fuel tank skid and it's got all kinds of natural skids under there and then uh, of course the suspension um, i've gusseted the axles um king coal over suspension on it it's a four to seven inch adjustable lift so when i had you have to remove the body from the frame to put the lift on you have to separate it space it up um, it took me two full days to put that lift on it. You had to cut the brackets off the axles, weld the brackets on and everything. So when I was doing that, I went ahead and beefed them up, gusted all the axles up and everything. So you wouldn't be tearing anything up. Hopefully you wouldn't tear anything up. So it's, uh, it's beefed up a little bit. It works really well. Like I said, it's smooth running real low air pressure in the tires with bead locks. But when you're driving through a, you know, a, a, a field that's planted in rows or that's freshly ditched or that's got hog roots all in it. It's about as good as it can get, but it's still pretty bad. Um, but in real, realistically, it, it is a, a very smooth ride for the, the amount of, uh, for how fast you're going in the terrain that we're on. I mean, we were sitting up top. There was a point where in that second field, uh, the guys were shooting in what was in front of the Jeep. And I was looking off to my right, hitting stuff that was running next to the Jeep. And I was, surprisingly able to stay pretty steady I, I think uh you know knowing how it was going to be you know from the last time I hunted uh I was able to kind of be a little more prepared mentally uh mm-hmm. so I feel like I shot better uh this time but we're getting close on time man uh we're getting close to our to our limit but for all our listeners out there if you're looking for the funnest hog hunt this is the best bang for your buck. Punisher Hunting LLC out of Rungi, Texas. I've gone with this guy a couple times. I've gotten to know Clayton, you know, here in the last few years. He's a stand-up guy. I mean, I got nothing but good things to say about him. He's got the best hog hunting outfit, you know, within, in the, at least in this area. You can go out and ride in a helicopter and do your things and, and, and get lots of pigs, but it's going to be a lot shorter hunt, and you're going to pay a lot more for it. This is the best bang for your buck. Go out. We got 41 hogs the other night. Now, that doesn't happen every night. I think your previous record was, what, 24? 25, yes, sir. Yeah. So or 20, uh, something like that. There was a couple 23, 25s, 27s or something. But, yeah, it was, it was below 30 for sure. Yeah. So it's not going to happen every time. But, I mean, you're going to get on pigs. It, 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 we're hunting farmland along the San Antonio River bottom. So they're there. But, Clayton, man, I want to say thank you for, for joining me today. Uh, it's always nice talking to you. I'm not going to hold up any more of your time. I know you got things to do. You finally got a day off. 
Uh, this is the Sounder Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Thanks for listening in. Uh, Clayton, you have a good one, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll talk to you all later. You all have a good one.